0: Welcome to Do a Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Lord, Father, we pray, Lord, that you will guide us. We ask that your grace will be upon us all. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the last name Let us have our God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just wanted to um, just make some, a little bit of an announcement. Um, one is that the, um, we will be updating you but there might be a little bit of a change around how the security of the space works. Um, just that we got some of it during the week. and. Um, God, by God's mercy, we were kept here, but they, if you notice that they suspended the um, basketball court and things like that. So, but again, we'll talk, you know, we will definitely look at it with the media and to just kind of see how we can uh, put some, but we will let you know if there is any changes around that. Um, one other thing is to also say that you know, we are we are working to I think one of the things that came out in the meeting with the school this week, it was just brief this morning, is that we would we, we are still looking for them, there might be opportunities for us to help them out in terms of um, in terms of mentoring or um, God has placed with a lot of professionals in our list. So, you know, they're uh, going to, their meet, they have um, career meetings or whatever it is that they're struggling with to get students to. Um, so, please, we have been in music, we have been in the county, we have been in law, we have been you know, also all sort of professions in medical field, um, just to, you know, um, guide the young ones as they come through. So, um, please just let us know that, please, if, if they, even if you have a tight schedule, even if it's just a Zoom that you can do, and we schedule a Zoom where students can have, it probably will not take more than an hour for us to kind of help them out. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, as a church, it's important that we do, um, just not to be here, uh, but also do the bits that we can um, in helping the school. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. We just gonna talk about what I've titled deliberate discipleship. Deliberate discipleship. When you read Genesis chapter one, chapter two, chapter one, more importantly, you would see that God said, let us create man in our own image and let them um, uh, reproduce after one another and every other one who was after another and things like that. Now, what is clear, what comes to mind, is that you are looking at a factory system. A factory system where a model is built. There is what is what you may call the, natural, the raw resources, and you have the template of reproducing it. Does that make sense? So you would always see this as we go through scriptures. And as we begin to look at it, I would I would also say that, you know, in as much as we are talking about discipleship, there is always a journey as we go into discipleship is to understand that at okay, let me first of all say this that if your if my goal of discipleship is to end up is to finish my discipleship in five years or a, or a year and become whatever it is then that is not discipleship. Because when the disciples joined Jesus, they didn't know that I was going to die. In fact, they didn't know that they were going to become apostles. They joined because they wanted to grow and develop. That was their goal. Their goal was not to become an apostle. So if somebody says, I want to be a disciple to become an apostle, that is not discipleship. That can be mentoring, But I has to do with discipleship. So the first disciples that we see, their goal was never to graduate from 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 discipleship. And I think I just needed to say that. I want to also and was, I've not said this before, I'm just gonna just out also that you know uh, uh, being the privilege and God's mercy of being a pastor is is a um, is an opportunity for me to learn and grow. Rather than to if somebody if you employ somebody a very good company if you employ somebody you want to employ them full time and one of the things you will ask them didn't say, is that what do you see yourself where do you see yourself in the next five years basically what they are also saying is that how do you think that what are the developments that you want to when you apply for this job how do you want to grow into the job. If you're, I don't need, I don't need development. I am the best, and this and this. See, they would just say, don't worry. Do you know who do those who do that? Contractors, because there is no development plan for them. It's just you come, do it, and go. Yeah. But a, a full-time staff, the goal of the organization is not what you can give them alone. But they are looking at what. How well are you going to develop? How is it going to help you? Tell us, do you need this job for your own help rather than you helping us? So when God said, I want you to go into ministry, the people said, he's not saying, come and do something for me. He's saying, and you need help. And so as we begin to look at this, it's, it's, it's important that I just kind of put those things in place. However, as we now begin to look a little bit more into discipleship, when uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. Please note a couple of things in there. He said, Go in there for going to others, make disciples of nations. After that, you teach them. Now, he did not say, Teach them what you feel is right. He said, Teach them all that I have taught you. So, having said that, it is when he said, Go and make disciples. He wasn't talking alone to a. He did not expect that this would only be for a certain number of people. As far as Jesus is concerned, every child of God has a responsibility to decide. Every child of God. Now, Matt. Sorry, John, chapter fifteen, verse sixteen. Jesus says when so he said, "You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you." Do you know when you talk when you talk like that to someone is when you are when you have an employee that is or somebody you are, you are managing and they are telling you what they think their job is. You have to get the better. Excuse me, I employed you. You did not employ me. So the issue here, when this was started by, saying, I chose you, didn't choose me. What he's saying is, excuse me. Whatever your idea is, whatever you think that you are here to do, I tell you what. what you? Now, I chose you. Basically, what that means is that when a job application is put out, you are not the one that determines what they want. They already know what they want. If you knew what you wanted and you were looking for, you go and create your own company. But if we employed you, There is a reason why we did. Does that get to a point? So that's why Jesus started and said, Excuse me, whatever it is that you think you are here for, whatever you think that you see, you think you came to me for that is my disciple. Let me tell you why I chose you. Now, in that said, and I have appointed you and placed you purposefully planted you. So he's saying that, when I called you, there was a a thought in my mind. And he said, so that you would go and bear fruit. So he's saying that, whatever you think that you came to Jesus with, whatever it is, excuse me, the goal, why I called you, is so that you can bear fruit. i said, and that your fruits may remain, so that whatever so I said, after that, whatever your request is, we will talk about that. But the reason why I called you is so that you can bear fruit. Now, if you employ somebody and they are Going on about BAME. When they they are not talking about their job, you have to say, Excuse me, (laughs) I did not employ you to come out of BAME. I employed you for your job. It is based on the base of your job that you can join BAME. Does that make sense? So Jesus is saying, No. This is, this is the reason why. That's why I like that way of practice. I purposely, that means there is an intention in my mind. Whatever your intention is of why you think you are here or why you think that Jesus saved me because he, he saw that I needed No, Jesus saying whatever you think that I thought is not, not my thinking. Those things are afterwards. It's as if you somebody is as if because at your workplace they are paying you sick um sick um, pay at this, and you go to all you are talking when they do meeting all you are talking about is sick pay sick pay sick pay you be like you know this person needs help and that is how we are like You got i'm gonna say ah, did did anybody did you read did you read your job description to know that it is not, I am not, we are not here to talk about your secret. Now, one of the things that you would see and you would know is that when you get a job, they would always, the first thing they will tell you, the first thing is your, they will make sure you are clear about what your job is. So when Jesus called his disciples in Matthew chapter um, chapter 4 verse 19, Jesus said, come and I will make, he said, come and follow me and I will send you out for fishers of men. He said, the reason why I'm calling you, whatever you think your ideology is, the reason why I called you, is that so that you can fish out men. Now, it is a bit difficult for us to now have our own ideology. And for Jesus to make it clear, when he was gone, the last thing he said, so that you don't mistake why he has called you for any other reason, he said, therefore, go into the world and make disciples of me. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, the Bible says, come and follow me and I will send you out to become features of men. So this is. I first of all wanted to say to us. Everybody that came to Christ. He only has one agenda for you. There is no other one. Every other one that you think he has. Is an addition. Just like when you see your job application. Benefit is not why they employed you. They employed you. Because of your job description, they're not looking for people to give something to. If they they do, whether they will go to charity, I'm going to give out their money. Your benefit is to hate your job, it's not the reverse. Does that make sense? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Discipleship is simply recreating yourself. That's why he said, I call you that you may bear fruit. It is recreating yourself as you follow Christ. Does that make sense? Now, some people say, oh, no. It is Jesus that I am following. Can I ask a question? When you have a child, that child is created in whose image? Okay, according to the Bible, you are right, man. According to the Bible, according to the, according to the Bible, in God's image, but it's human beings that did battle. Does that make sense? So, you will begin to see that discipleship is a responsibility of human beings. Jesus did not say go into the world, preach the gospel, the angels will begin to sorry. The angels will begin to disciple them. Now as we come to the points of discipleship, it's important that we understand that there are two major tools of discipleship. It's as if, it is just like you have this bottle of water and um, let me put this way, and this thing. What are, what, what is both of them? Containers. Containers. Containers, but they are both plastic. So they have the same raw material. But the molding is what is different. So there are two things that this thing is formed into. You need the raw material and you need the molding. Does this make sense to this point? Now, you begin to see that Jesus would begin to follow that template of having a raw material and the molding. So, when there was a man in scripture called Theophilus, my, um, uh, my, uh, my Acts chapter one, verse one to two, he said, in my former book, now this is Luke writing. He said, in my former book, that is, there is a book before then that he wrote. He said, Theophilus, I, I, I wrote to you all that Jesus began to do and to teach. That means the gospel has two legs. There is a teaching and there is a practicality of it. Does that make sense? So, he said, until he was taken up to heaven. Now, let's go and see what he wrote before to Theophilus. Let's go to Luke, please. Now, he said, with this in mind, since I have... Since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I decided to write you an account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know suddenly the things you have been, you have you are you have been taught. So basically, what he's saying is that the way we the way we create disciples. Now, Theophilus was a new Christian, and he needed to understand what he was being taught. So he said that. These are the two things that we do. We teach and we live it out. Does that make sense? We teach and we live it out. I am saying this as we as we will begin to see the Importance of you understanding your journey. I am not there. You are not there. But when we begin to understand why we are, what we are called into, and what the expectation of God is up, upon our life, it would make it would make a lot of sense. Let's go to Matthew, please. Just say, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse nineteen. It says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations." Help people to learn of me and believe in me and obey my words. So basically what he's saying is that people are going to learn of Christ. Help them. The question is, how do you help? How do you help? That part is what we are talking about. It is discipleship. John chapter 15, verse 16, the Bible says that I appointed you, said that you will go and bear fruit. That means the fruit is coming from you. It did not say that God will bear fruit. Say said that you will bear fruit. How do we know that it's, it is the thing that he's talking about? Go. That means he to stay. Does that make sense? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now we are going to come to these parts. To understand that in discipling a discipling journey is like we said it is reproducing. Now, when Paul will talk about it, Paul will say in Galatians chapter nine, verse uh, uh, four, verse nineteen, he said, "Oh, my dear children, I feel, I feel as if I am going through labor pains again, until Christ is fully developed in your life." So, what is the goal of discipleship, is to give back to you and in that way, until Jesus is fully formed in you. I am not discipling you to become a pastor. I, am not, I cannot disciple you to become a prophet. I cannot disciple you to become an evangelist. My The goal of discipleship is that Christ is fully developed inside of you. Does that make sense? Now, having said that, if I know that the way by which Christ can be developed as a... Let me just see myself as an example. We are all all in this together. is that it is not what I teach. I also need to model it for that person to see. You will see Paul will say, you know how we behaved ourselves since we came to you. Because they are conscious that as a discipler or somebody that is calling to discipleship, please know that everybody, we are not going to pastor now, everybody is in you. We are all in our journey of being discipled and discipling someone. And also to know that when I am, what happens now is that as, as I'm discipling somebody, I am conscious that the fruit is coming through me. The fruit, see, what I'm saying in essence is this any Christian life that says, uh, well, me, me, I don't, I don't, I, I, I do just want to do what I feel is right, is an irresponsible Christian. Because discipleship, is concerned about the fruit that as he's teaching, they are concerned about the fruit that other people are Christians are also picking to learn. Because we cannot only Jesus was not only teaching; he was modeling the life for them. Now the question is, can I? And I satisfy my own reproduction as a Christian. Does this make sense? Now I'm um because see, I will share my desire and where I believe God desires us to be. But let me go to 2 Corinthians chapter. Second Corinthians chapter. I said we are big we. Are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who bring to you letters of recommendation, or ask that we write such letters, or ask that you write such letters on our behalf? He's saying that in ministry, our recommendation is not is not is not sheer. Oh, somebody says, this one, he said something to me, he said, a million likes on a foolish statement does not make it a, a wise statement. <laughs> so he says, our recommendation, he says, certainly not. The only recommendation letter we need is you, yourselves. Your lives are the letters written in our hearts Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. So what he's saying is that my uh, the fact that the recommendation that I get is when you are is when the letter I write to the world is you are the by God's mercy the letter that is written outside. Does that make sense? Let's let's go to verse 3. Sorry. He says, he says clearly, you are the letter from Christ showing the results of our ministry. I went somebody traveled to another country who was who had been with me for a while. And somebody who had, who had, who had not seen me about. 10, 13 years, called me. He said, Pastor Byron, I said, ah. he said, how are you doing? We talked, but I've not seen him for 15 years. He said, somebody came to this country. Somebody came to one of our programs. He said, the person introduced himself, and I remembered that you had mentioned this person's name to me. I said, oh, yes, I, said, I didn't know. I said, he said, "Said this person cannot be following me. He said, "He said this is not the letter. This what is basically saying is that this is not the recommendation that comes out of me. I did not know. No, no, this is not the letter. Ah, he said. He said. He said. We know. I have not met you in thirteen years, but we know the letter that comes out of it. This is not the kind. Of I am saying this because I want you to be conscious." I've seen somebody who went to a church to go and preach, and I think, I don't know what the whole story was, but they were saying, ah, no, 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 we didn't know that it was a young person that's come to come and preach, come and share the word, and things like that. I said, no, 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 we don't want, somebody asked, okay, we, we, where, where are you coming from? Which church are you coming from? They said, said, if you are coming for that church, come and preach. I'm talking about letters. I have seen somebody that went to a place, they went to a program, and it was a big, a lonely kind of program, and, and um, somebody said, ah, went, ah you have on your blessing. Ah, we, we don't, um, we follow the spirit here, we don't do Bible that much. <laughs> I am conscious that letters are being written out. So that makes me think, how am I writing these letters? Because my commendations is not poster. The commendation from God, that God reads, the Bible says, that are showing the result of our ministry. So, once I am conscious of that, I am not only talking, I am modeling it. I am careful of what I do if you are in discipleship and you are discipling, you have the intention of discipling anyone, you be careful how you behave. It is because they see, ah, no, let me also do my own. Like, ah! Discipleship, discipling or being in a process of discipleship is to understand that there are certain things you do not do because you are writing a letter to the world. See, I read this some time ago when I was, <coughs> and I believe that we will get there, but it is not only by shouting Amen When I say it, is <laughs> that by His mercy, a time will come when somebody will say, "You are looking for a wife? Go to the Obelisk." but it takes deliberate writing. Mm-hmm. You are looking for a husband. Go to the your blessing. Oh, that person goes back to a recommendation, like they want to get employed. Ah, you want to put them as the head of your finance team. Ah, where are the from? Oh, do your blessing. It's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you do not have those days. We had those days in Nigeria when you had those people that like they call um, SU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They are recommendations. To the outside world. Then the whole city will gather money and they will say, Go and give it to the SU don't worry. Nothing will happen. Now, <laughs> if you try it, <laughs> may God bless you. So you, you, you you've contributed offering. <laughs> but the desire, that's what that's what is that the letter we are writing. But what I'm trying to say to you is that if you know that your letter is going to be read somewhere, you will write it carefully. I was I went to and see at times some of these things that at times people may think that it's I don't know I don't know what people you know but somebody will think you know when somebody says that you make the pastor or somebody feel you know, when when we are leading prayer Oh, let me go to the sense. I went to there's a church I, I, I went to a couple of before the church started actually. I just go and visit them. So for a while I wasn't able and things like that. So when the man saw me, one of the church members saw me, and ah, I Pastor Bayo, you've not visited our church. I said, I've been busy. And things like yeah. He said, because he said, because each time you come to our church, he said, when you finish the that is what I used for Bible study at my workplace for a whole month. He said, now everybody is saying. When is the word that will say that that boy has not come to church. <laughs> now, what that scared me is that I am writing a letter that some people are building their life on that will never see. If I am conscious of that, there will be certain things I will not just open my mouth to talk about. But if you are not, if you feel that ah, it's my life, it's my life. And they say you <laughs> don't care. It's just, you know, it doesn't matter. Because when we all depart this world, God is going to ask you how many people did you disciple? That's what I'm saying. So don't think this past from talking about. You are called to discipleship, and discipleship is not by mouth, it is a lifestyle that as you teach, you model it. Is it going to be easy? No. That's why Paul said, labor pains. It is painful. It is a painful process. Let's just see an example of Jesus. When I read this scripture, John, let's go to John, please. Um, John said, John 2, he said, I sanctify, this is Jesus talking about, I sanctify myself. That they also may be truly sanctified. Which is saying, there are certain things I have refused to do. So that they will not do it. Somebody, somebody's parent had a vision about making sure that they don't go, they they, they don't go, all this kind of stuff. So the person called me. They said, Ah, Pastor Bayo. I so said, what is vision? I don't even know, you know, I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do, I'm not supposed to all this kind of stuff. I said, it is simple. I said, wherever you, you will see me, I say, Pastor, what are you doing here? I said, you should not be there. I so said, wherever gathering that you see that you say, ah, ah, Pastor. I said, you too, you should not be there. Now, because I know that, there are certain places I will never be. So I am not talking about the person you want to disciple. Now, that's not what we are talking about. So I my focus is not really on the one that is about you, I'm talking about you that wants, to, that wants to fulfill God's purpose for your life. To disciple someone. So, there are certain things that, you know, I, I don't say, I say, no, say if you can. can you imagine they see me somewhere and say, ah, I do why, why are you there? Pastor Bayer is there. <laughs> Jesus said, I sanctify myself so that they can be truly sanctified. You will see Paul talk about it. Paul say, Paul will say that Paul Paul will say in first Corinthians, he said, follow me, follow my example as I follow Christ. That is the whole essence of discipleship. Is that you are constantly modeling at the best you can. Like I said, you are at different stages. But your goal is to keep on. See, we do it in our day-to-day life. There are certain things that you want to you want to you want to say Saturdays you say let the student go you know or maybe couples you want to have you say let the student go <laughs> Oh yeah baby children go and sleep, go and sleep, go and go and sleep There you go are you not sleeping you <pper> okay what does that mean? Because you are conscious of that you are discipling someone. A Christian that is conscious that they are in the process of discipling, you might not somebody that you can identify with that I'm discipling, but guess what? Somebody is looking at you as you are modeling Christ before them. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. So he said, so please do not lose heart because of my trials. I am suffering so that you will be honored. Have you gotten to a point, is there any part of your Christian life that you can attribute this to yourself? That I am suffering. Mothers or Elder people that has supported people in their life, I think you will know what I'm saying. There are times where you don't eat. Maybe you are the oldest person in the house and there is no... You, you go hungry so that they will eat. At what stage of your life are you prepared to sacrifice, suffer, that's what Paul said. suffer so that... As Paul said, if I will hit it, I will make my bread then fall. I would rather not hit it. I just wanted to point out to us, as I've been told, is that the discipleship, and we're going to talk about the empty pose, and that's what we are going to do. But it is important that not to just speak to people, and there is nothing that you want to do afterwards. Somebody was saying that preaching to somebody to give their life to Christ and telling them to find their way is as if you give back to a child and you them on the road have you ever thought about it when you preach Christ somebody who has not done anything about Christ and after preaching you say and they give their life to Christ oh, that's good go and look for a bible-believing church. How is he going to know Bible Believer Church? The one that he introduced uh, 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 Jesus to in 30 minutes. He will now go and be looking for Bible believers Church. How is he going to know about Believer Church? See, there are some things that we say. Say, oh, no, no. Just go and look for Bible Believer Church. The person that you just told the Christ, that has never heard about Jesus, he doesn't have a Bible. You know, saying go and look for a Bible believing church. When they get to hear Padabah and they say, Jesus they went out. Because you did not tell ta- all oh, you told them. That's why Jesus did not say, Jesus said, teach them. But what we do is ah, you know, oh, you are you are, you are not a Christian. Okay, God bless you. Go and look for Bible believe church. And then need looking at what does that mean? You believe believing church is among Christians. So somebody that is new, how are they going to even know what you call Bible-believing church? Mm-hmm. So that means that even after you lead someone to Christ, it is your responsibility to not begin to model Christ before them. So if somebody is, you are leading someone to Christ, and they want to go to Bible Believing Church, or you don't come to church, how are you going to do that? <laughs> how are you going to model it? You see, you see the practice of what I'm saying now? You know, when they are teaching and you are doing something else, how are you going to model the person that you are led to say, oh, did you understand the sermon today? Because you, know, you didn't going, you didn't even listen. You see how it is difficult to model a life. Somebody was saying that you know, um, I was just, he, said, he said, he said, he said, my disciple, which is Jesus. There is no time you will see that the people that Jesus' disciple never get got access to. It. Basically, in discipleship, you should be able to come and sit in my house for a whole week while they are learning marriage, and I will not be pretending. Because I am modeling that life. That's why the Bible says that young women, go and meet the old women. Let them teach you about marriage. What it's saying is that they are to model that thing for you so that you can see it. I just tell people, never for once did my father ever sit me down and say this is how this is how marriage is for. This, this is how to behave in marriage. Not once. I cannot remember it. All I learned was from what was modeled before me. So before you buy book and say, ah, my children must learn wonderful things, model it. I will say it here. Some children, children in Sunday school, I know some parents are already, children in the school are fasting till 12 every night. Some parents, their children, your children are already questioning you. Why are you eating? When they told us to go and... out. Know? I know that some parents are also eating in the room <laughs> before they come out. Somebody else and say, You two hit. <laughs> so the two <teacher laughs> that are called, uh, uh, my daddy said that she hits. I'm hearing a lot of it. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> How are you going to mold them in Christ? <laughs> Later, you now come and say, Vishal, same, she fast for seven days. <laughs> They'll be like, which one? The one that you said that when we were going to, you said, I should hit. <laughs> Modeling, Christ, those are the two tools by which we use in discipleship. And it is important that we, you, are, you and I, are conscious. There are certain things still more good because people are being modeled after me. When I hear people pre-praying pray, and they, they're they are praying, and you know, and I am humbled by them, but it scares me. When somebody say, Ah, Pastor um, when Pastor was preaching, Pastor said this, Pastor said that ah, I, I'm like you are in trouble. <laughs> I'm being honest, that's where I feel. I'm not against what people are saying, but I say, I know that what that means is that whatever you say. The same way, whatever you model, have you seen Jericho Church? Where everybody's coming? And you feel like, what's going on? It is because it is modeled for them. I'm being honest, it is modeled for them. See, I am sharing with you how you can, as a Christian, or else you will never be able to disciple anyone. Because there is nothing to model. You can ask scriptures, but there's nothing to model. That is why the person that went to the other country it's not even preaching. That happened. If the way the person entered and was talking, he said, "Huh? Eh? From where? This one? No." The days will come when you, if you are not careful, you go out and you say, "I will do it." say, "No, no, no." Okay. <laughs> You didn't go there. <laughs> so, I, I am a member. We know, but you are not you are not no member. And there'll be days that will come that there are people who say, Ah, let's invest in this person's business. Ah, but people are the chance are a bit you know. Which church did you go? Invest, don't worry. Invest. Because if God is helping me to see certain signs, I'm not saying they are perfect. We still have a lot to learn. I still have a lot to learn. But I am showing you the path by which we are in. The goal is to become like Christ. The goal is to become like Christ. So, if somebody will see your Facebook, see, like the pastor was saying that. You put, you post, you nimo know, okay. nimo. <laughs> uh, uh, what's Do it I called? Sing. Shisha Eh, uh, shisha. Or oh, you post it together <laughs> when you are before God. You're singing. Uh, what's it called? Mimo, Lulua, uh, mimo, Lulua okay. And you are, you are crying. And you post that picture. And the next picture you post is the one when you're under blue lights or smoking yeah, shisha. Light. <laughs> So, how is that a model? Can I tell you one thing before I just move on quickly? I have learned one thing. Christians, you don't, you probably don't, you'll probably, you probably not be able to identify the way things are. Who is on the path? I don't seem on the path. Do you know who identifies you well? Unbelievers. Yes, yes, yes. They know the one... The thing you will know, even, let's say, as a pastor or a prophet, is that when you begin to see that they say something to you and they don't say it to you again. But you now see that they are not talking to somebody and the person is talking to you and what they are asking that person, they are not asking you. Then you know that what... See, unbelievers know the difference. I have seen people... By God's mercy, who came to this church? Who their husband had never go to church? Said ah, you no, know, there was somebody that came came to the church at the time, and the husband said, I am not interested in church. He came once, said, and he said, he didn't allow the wife to go to church for a while. So he said, you know, if you are not going to go to that church, they come and sit at That That I was shocked. I knew one thing: unbelievers, they know any the sin. It is because of we are in our own thing that we say, ah, oh, no, that one is, no, no, that Christian is, are is, yes, say Christian, don't worry, yes, say are say <laughs> Christian. We know, we know Christian. Well, see, somebody went to, someone from this church went to Nigeria to grant this administration and things like that. And I told that person, and that person was, had the opportunities to meet kings. So they called me and said, ah, I'm going to meet certain kings, certain kings and all and things like that. I said, be careful around them. I said, those kings, they know they know the difference, and before they, before about two months they called. They said, Ah, I can see they know the difference because there were certain things that they were not introducing, and they said to that person, this is what we normally have, this one, but this one, you know, we you, we know that you don't do all this kind of thing." They know the difference, so when you stand and preach, they know the ones that let's just praise the Lord together. Are they not the ones that do you know, let me just clarify, do you know that children of Israel did not identify Jesus, but evil spirits identified. him? So, when you are among Christians, I said, oh, I believe in Jesus and this man. We <laughs> understand, we understand, we understand, we get it. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say to all sisters, modeling Christ—that is the journey. Modeling Christ. Let's just wrap this off. And but the entrance is when um, uh, when you go to uh, Mark chapter 16, it says, no, it says, "Go into the world and preach the gospel to the, to all nations." He said, whoever believes is saved and doesn't believe is condemned. Now, what the Bible is saying is that the entrance is first of all preaching to them. He said, go and preach the gospel. Let's just quickly look, just in a brief way, is that what exactly are you supposed to preach? Now, one of the problems is that when you have 10 Christians, what is the gospel? People have different versions. And the gospel doesn't have, I was talking to the Sunday school a couple of times, I said, It's not a boy that writes gospel singer that is a gospel singer. Gospel is um they are not they are Christian, they are singing Christian songs, but they are not gospel singers. Gospel is not complicated. It is defined. So let's look at it. Matthew chapter 10. The Bible says, the Bible says, this 12 is sent out with the following instructions. So what Jesus is saying, gospel is not complicated. It has specific instruction. Any other thing you are talking, it may be about Jesus, but it's not the gospel. That's what we're saying. So, when people say um, uh, there is no God, um, uh, uh, you know, when they sing songs about Jesus and they're crying, all this kind of stuff, it is about Jesus, but it is not the gospel. So, he says that, he says, do not go to Gentiles and Samaria, rather go to the lost sheep. He said, as you go, proclaim this message. So, that means he's saying, the instruction is this is the message you should say. He said, the kingdom of heaven. Has come there. The kingdom of heaven has come there. Now let's see it a little bit in another uh, Luke, let's go to Luke, please. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled about me according to the law and the prophets and psalms. Basically, what is first of all saying here is that anything that is the gospel has to be rooted in the scriptures. You cannot have a scripture that is outside the gospel. I'm sorry, you know. You cannot be saying something that they are looking for gospel, they are looking for Bible. It's like, you know, there's some that you are like, You're looking for Bible. Um, I'm not saying that you always preach 100%. We are all still learning, we are all still knowing. But please don't let your talk be where people are searching for scriptures. You know, when there is no scripture and say, is this one scripture? And things like that. You know, when ideas is more than the context. So he said he said, then he opened their minds to the understanding of the scriptures. Let's read on please. He said, this to mm-hmm. no. He said he told them it is written that the Messiah will suffer, rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all. So basically, what he's saying is that the death. The resurrection of Jesus would, and when you repent, it will become forgiveness. Does that make sense? Just quickly before I just go. Acts chapter 14, verse 27, it just also kind of knows that. The Bible says, they preached the gospel in that city and taught many, and they returned to Israel i just going to show that in Amplified for you to see what I'm saying. They preached the good news, that's the gospel in that city, and made disciples. So what I'm trying to say is that discipleship is after you have preached the gospel to someone. So, the gospel is simply, Jesus came. You cannot save yourself. We are all saved. <coughs> the only acceptable way to God is through Jesus. Jesus came and died and he resurrected. Faith in that will bring remission of sins. Faith in that will bring remission of sins. Now, just gonna demonstrate something to you as you see what I'm trying to say. Because will say, uh, who cannot believe you know, it doesn't really matter if people do believe or not, or as long as they are they are okay. Let's let's see Acts the two, please, just quickly. Now, the Bible says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. The Bible says, now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews. So that means these people don't need Jesus. They are God-fearing. I mean the Bible says you are God-fearing, you are God-fearing. The Bible says that God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. They had the sound and they came. No, let's come on, please. Let's just go to verse twenty-seven. The Bible says, "Then all these people heard, and they were caught in their heart." And Peter said to Peter, uh, and said to Peter and other uh, apostles, "Brothers, what shall we do?" Peter said, "Repent." I thought they were God-fearing. What he's saying that your view about Jesus and His sacrifice needs to change. That's why right. repent means the Yoruba person will say, So you thought about something, and that thinking has led you to change your the, the way you're going, the pattern you're going. Now, these were Jews, they were God fearing, but he was saying that you, you need to repent and baptize every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. So, what he's saying is that what the blood of Jesus does is that because you cannot pay for your sins, the blood of Jesus doesn't. And the Bible says, and we're talking about this as, that is the beginning of the gospel. When people accept that and receive Christ, then the responsibility is to disciple them. But for those who are good to disciple, you need to know that it's not only really talking, but modeling the life. Hallelujah. Amen. The last scripture is going to share with us as we go. The Bible says, Luke chapter 10, let's go to the last scripture. Luke chapter 10. The Bible says, "He told them, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Why? There are less people who are willing to pay the price of discipleship. Everyone wants to become an independent Christian. But I say, no, you must live your life in such a way that you can model Christ. That's why I said, the has a few. And he said, ask the Lord of the harvest. So he said, well, as we go out to invite the nice, prayer is key. Then he said, therefore, I said he sent it to, to what has all. Therefore, you know, basically he said, Don't only pray for the salvation of souls, go out and move on. And that's the last thing that will said to us. Somebody said there's nobody I want to disciple. That means that you, you do not want anybody to Jesus. That's what it means. If you want somebody to Jesus, you need somebody to decide. Mm-hmm. The reason why you are not maybe we are not so keen on uh, reading our Bible because there's nobody who, who you are still teaching. Ah. Okay, this one is um Genesis, this one is this one is a revelation. Ah, um, I don't understand it's about Jesus. This somebody told me about Jesus. What would what would that make you do? It will make you go and and learn more. The reason why there's nobody pushing you is because there's nobody that is asking you questions. Because there's nobody that you are looking up to to try to raise. That's what discipleship works both ways. You are learning as you are also discipling it because it helps you to stay on your foot as a Christian. Let us rise up, please.